0: Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off Road Podcast, episode 117. Uh, I'm Graham. I'm here with Luke Ritchie and Cody, and we have uh, a guest who we've kind of had on before. Uh, you probably, I think it was a good episode. I wasn't on it. Uh, Jason Kermer. It, right? uh, Jason Kermer is our is our guest tonight, and he's a he's a pretty cool guy. He's got a pretty sick Comanche thing right now, and I know.
1: He's a pretty.
0: <laughs> I did say pretty. He's he's a great dude.
1: Awesome
2: Thanks, to man. deal with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I told you how to introduce him. This is Jason Kemp Kemp Kemmerer Kemp. Fuck oh, I'm yo, oh, Graham. Yeah, yeah. God dang yo, it. He's fucking out, awesome. His Jeep is the shit. He's fucking great, and you're gonna listen to him. See, now we're hyped up. Right. You do
0: You don't even know who he is.
1: No, I'm fucking ready to listen to him now. You know, now I'm excited (laughs) to hear from him. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now Now, you've got an awesome jeep now, uh, and and I know you you. did some. You had an old school buggy thing. Luke was sharing pictures of which I hadn't. I I knew you had it, but I didn't. I've never seen the pictures, and it's so cool to see an old school rig like that. So definitely want to talk about that too. But
2: um, how'd you get into wheeling? there you go oh man like uh you know, I was probably high school like everybody it's just wasn't the same kind of stuff as you know it was like old Nissan trucks and stuff like that there wasn't I'm I'm almost 50 so things just weren't the same you know it was just kind of whatever it's the same story whatever you could get your hands on but they weren't if it wasn't a Jeep, you couldn't buy parts for anything back then. So, <laughs> so did just you just, so just eat on
0: it stock? Like what was the what that was the body was the... lift phase, you know?
2: Okay. <laughs> <That was> okay. <laughs> the, you because <laughs> like there wasn't you know what I mean, there wasn't anything else for trucks yep. like that. You know. So you do a three inch sure. body lift, little saws all in and you go have a good time, you know, and 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 then eventually you end into a end up into a total piece of crap C J or something and you know that was at the time i wasn't real like i i mean i could work on stuff i was always able to learn to work on things i just didn't grow up working on that kind of stuff so it was always a struggle and you know so kind of got out all that and, and just got rid of the jeeps and old nissans and all that stuff and i bought a suzuki samurai brand new in like 1994 when i was in the air force (laughs) And that was really the beginning of the, you know, good times. You know, so.
0: (laughs) Now is that just because samurais are amazing, or is it because there was some aftermarket? If did stuff start coming out for them? I'm I'm curious to see. Like, it was what I could (laughs) afford.
2: Okay. (laughs) So at that time, as a as a young airman, and and I was married and stuff, and, and my wife and I needed something reliable. And I already been through like this piece of crap Jeep and everything else. So that just, yep. that wasn't working out, you know? And so, uh, and actually, yeah, I guess she wasn't pregnant yet, but so I, uh, it was just, you know, I think I was approved for a loan for like $11,000 and all my buddies were getting like two wheel drive Ford Rangers and stuff. And I was dead set on having a four wheel drive. And I was like, well, and there was a guy in town, my buddy, Joe Pitts, down in Florida, that had one that was sprung over and you know every time i'd be out in the woods stuck i'd see this guy flying by you know and i'm like he's out there two-wheel drive railing around on a samurai while my big jeep with a v8 is buried or out of gas and i was Mm -hmm. just like screw it i'm buying one of those so (laughs) that's what i did you know and then (laughs) and i didn't actually meet him until after i bought the thing and and we've been we've been good friends since
3: so so nice. you had the samurai, right? And did you do, you said the heat, the other guy had the spring over. Did you end up doing any of the gear stuff like that normally happens with the samurais, you know, throwing six and a half to ones in there or
2: yeah, was that before? Those weren't even available yet. Yeah. Like, so back then I think that was the rock lobster had maybe just come out and I did not even get to that point yet. Cause this was our, you know, daily driver, all that stuff, and and I only had that thing for about a body. I might have had it a year. We did a spring over and thirty ones and all that. You know, I was in Florida. It was a lot of a lot of flying around in the in the sand dunes and then going and playing in mud holes. You know, so gearing wasn't a problem. And then uh then my wife got pregnant and I had orders to Korea. So like I thought I should get her into something that easier to drive and all that. So I traded it in on a four door sidekick. And then I didn't end up having to go to Korea, so next thing you know, I'm like, you know, we ended up in Utah, and I bought an old Toyota and cut that all up and put Toyota axles and thirty fives under my sidekick and all that stuff, so <laughs> you know that was the daily but <laughs> but it was just different, you know so but that was that was in like that had to have been like ninety six or something I did that, so uh, yeah i was was one year old yeah So so then i bought another samurai you know so i bought the beater samurai at that time and um and then started doing the stuff with it so i had the four to one case in it and like 32 inch mud tires and all that stuff but but you know we ran the sidekick around like to moab and stuff where it wouldn't get really you know you don't there's good traction and all that stuff. There's not a bunch of trees to just ruin the look of your ride, you know? Yeah. So so the samurai was to beat on in every way, shape and form. And the sidekick was, you know, the places where you could go and not tear it up really. So,
3: so I have to ask the question since you brought this up and you've wheeled both sides, which is easier, new England or Moab? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. moab is definitely you know they have all the traction they don't ever want to admit it but it's easier out there it's the views are beautiful and all that but they have all the traction you don't have to beat your stuff out there mm. if gearing goes a long ways out there you know you can just you could have zero horsepower and just get around because you know you got we'll, traction
3: we'll put a pin in that you don't have to beat on it we'll save that one for later um <laughs> hmm so um was that or, or like i don't want to spoil it but was that when you started getting into the competition stuff or
2: no that that took a while that was not until after i was out of the air force and all i got out in like 98 moved back to pennsylvania and we have family business here you know started a, my my dad had bought a lawn service right before i was getting out so you know he kind of hit me up and and my brother as well and asked us you know is this something we want to be involved in you know he was going to go ahead and and pull the trigger on on doing that and you know so we were like all right yeah i decided to go ahead and get out i didn't want to i didn't gage was so young i I didn't want to stay in the military and have to move all over the place all the time and spend you know all that time away so decided to come back to ba and get back into the lawn service thing and then so later on we started competing just because it was you know it wasn't that far away and all that stuff like five hour drive but but that was closer than you know before that so yeah that was paragon adventure park was in uh over mm-hmm. in eastern pennsylvania and when they started doing the Northeast U.S. Rock Crawling Championships, that's when that's when we got into it.
3: So, I suppose we'll have to come back to this, but could you tell us about Paragon? Because I think you're one of the few people we've had on that's actually been able to wheel Paragon. And with the information coming out about them reopening it, I believe it's this year. Um, I'm really excited for that.
2: Oh, yeah. Paragon was... Uh, sur- Back then, Kyle, that was running the place. I don't. He, I don't even think he owned it yet in the beginning. I think he was running it, you know, for somebody else or something. But uh, I'm not sure of that. But, but it was just one of those places that every time you went there, the place was better. They were making improvements all the time, uh, cutting new trails, better trails. They had guides like they would give. You know, there's people that were a little more local that had real good stuff and those guys would come out and like for every day that they would guide someone, they'd get another free day of wheeling or something like that. Like they had had a good deal going. And so before competing, we did that there and there was, it was big and trails all over the place. And then, um, you know, once it was, once they got into like hosting competitions, there, they made it simpler and they cut even more trails right off of a coal road that was, easy to get at they could haul people in by bus to watch it and all that stuff so if you ever look it up and you you know maybe you know you're looking for pictures or videos anything you would see of like competition is like the tip of the iceberg of paragon it was just one small section that was easily accessible
3: yeah i remember I, I got I told- there once,
2: and they lifted me out with a rotator from the coal road. They were able to reach my rig and completely lift it out like a crane.
1: <laughs> what? It
2: yeah. So were, <laughs> that was good stuff that was real close to the road.
3: <laughs> uh, what was that big jump? Because there's every time that I would see a picture of Paragon, anyone that had like a built rig, I would always see them flying off of Like it looked like it was on maybe the coal road or something, but it looked like there was a massive jump there that everyone would just go and hit.
2: Yeah. It was a wall with a ledge and um, you just, you had to hit it hard enough that, you know, stuff would usually end up looking like it was a jump, but that's anyone I ever saw make it up. It had all four tires in the air first, you know, (laughs) Saw a lot of rigs roll off of it and all that too. But I never, my vehicle was very light, had swampers on it that way before, you know, there was BFG stickies were just out. So they were the only ones that had sticky tires. And I didn't have those. So I couldn't even get all four tires on the thing. I could hit it hard. You drove through a puddle usually before you get to hit the ledge, anyways. And I could never even get all four tires to make it up there.
3: That's naughty. Um, Yeah. So I suppose to steer back a little bit, you moved back. Did you get rid of the tracker or the samurai when you moved back? No,
2: not for a while. I mean, I I had both of them for a bit. And um, then uh, I guess I just kept, you know, really wheeling the samurai. And my wife was driving the the sidekick but the pennsylvania laws are more intense than most of the other places we were so a a four-door suzuki on 35s got more attention than she liked so finally (laughs) i had to get her something else (laughs) it'd been pulled over a few times and she says it's not for her driving like whatever (laughs) but so yeah i just kind of then you know it was like running the two of those and then i got her into something else so then i think i got rid of the samurai for a while ran the sidekick for a bit and you know start building a buggy of some sort and then trade the sidekick off for a quad and just yeah, kind of bounce through a lot of different stuff and then I did a few different versions i built a two-door sidekick for man that was i had that one for a few years also solid axle to two-door sidekick and it was all like 33 inch boggers for a while and stuff i mean got down the road good and everything else so a lot of fun and then we took it out to moab at least once and stuff like that we made the trip out there about from here like six more times seven times maybe after moving back so wow it was a nice family vacation you know like there's a lot of hours in a truck, you know, in a regular cab truck and all that. And my son was little, so that wasn't always great. But we had a lot of fun doing it.
3: Now He's did never you been go... there as
2: an adult or not even as a teenager. Anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now,
1: did you go back specifically for wheeling or was that just like an excuse to go wheeling?
2: No, we, we, went, we went to go do the whole Moab thing, you know, Easter Jeep Safari and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Sometimes. There's, you know, there's a lot going on. It's, it's really a lot of fun. It's like, it, I think like probably, if you were only going for a week, it'd be the best. Would be to hit that, either before or after the safari. Just get a couple days of that action, you know, and then you have the whole place to yourself, and there'd be no traffic jams on the trails.
1: Oh, huh. that's good to keep in mind. Yeah, we have a we have a few people out there that I think think like, we could hook up with. That I bet that they'd probably say something similar because I'm guessing like if you were gonna go on a random day, it's like yeah, might as well go on the jeep safari, and then afterwards, not many people would probably be there, so that'd be pretty sick.
2: Yeah, we've been other times a year, like well, just when I lived out in Utah. I mean, we went in middle of summer, It's really hot, but it's a it's nice, you know. It's, it's just it's a beautiful place to go. That's and there's nice little bars and all that stuff you know some micro brews and all that it's there a you different go, Graham. it's a different <laughs> yeah i know
0: it's a different kind of hot out there too it's because it's so dry it doesn't actually feel as
1: hot uh, right oh uh, fuck that dude i'm fat hot as hot okay i don't give a <laughs> shit what kind of yeah. if it's over 90 degrees i'm cooking no 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 it's yeah. it's 90 it's like, degrees It's is totally better than a wet heat
2: Graham's yeah, right. yeah 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 right. it doesn't feel as bad It's... When I first got there, I was I was standing in the shade at a at a thing, you know. I just came out of a class, uh, and so I'm in full uniform, you know, long sleeves and pants and all this stuff. And I look up, and it was a hundred degrees in the shade. And since you don't, your sweat evaporates off you so fast that you don't ever really sweat. You don't even get wet man. armpits. You know, it's like it doesn't feel that hot. But man, you got to remember to drink water because it's yeah. That hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it's definitely on on
0: all of our bucket lists to get out there. Oh, yeah. We'll, well it's it's inevitable, it'll
1: happen. Just a matter of when. No matter of when and how many people are actually gonna make it out there with
0: us. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and now it's even more worth the trip with Sand Hollow being not that far. You know, you go that far yeah. out west, you might as well get to catch something else that's cool. There's a lot of good trails in Colorado too, so
1: Oh yeah, like White River Not no, is it White River Junction that's in Colorado? That's wicked nice.
2: Grand Junction. with
1: Grand Junction. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. White River Junction, I think, is a s- snowboarding place, ain't not it? In a mountain. <laughs> I don't know. Um, why would <laughs> they <laughs> snowboard in a river? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I heard Grand Junction is pretty sick, too. It's actually, it's really cool because there's green, like, you actually get trees and grass and all that, but it still has red rock, so it's kind of a totally different style than like Utah or like Moab or Sand Hollow.
2: Pretty cool. Yeah. That's like literally the end of it too. It's like from there, man, you get on the highway and it just starts to change to just desert looking, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. So
1: Bring it back around to uh how did you get like how did your son's development kind of get to where it's at now because i'm I'm sure he came out wheeling with you but did your was your wife okay with it or was this like a like a growing process to where you kind of had to i don't know like build him up to get her to be okay with him coming with you or how
2: did that all no, work no she didn't care i mean you know we had him on like four wheelers and dirt bikes and all that stuff when he was little 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 you know so and she didn't she wanted him to be able to do team sports and stuff like that you know so whatever i mean he started playing like Soccer and football and all that stuff when he was five and six years old and everything. And uh she didn't really care. As long as he got to do, you know, those things too to hang out with other kids or whatever, we could go do whatever, you know. Guy's day was guy's day, so and she didn't go with us to see what we were doing and know whether it was, you know, it's <laughs> ever yell about <laughs> it. You know, she did in the beginning, but then she was happy to not spend twelve hours on the trail, you know. So Good point. I, I built my I built that mid-engine buggy in 2004, so he was like eight, and we went down to Windrock. And Windrock has a lot more hardcore trails now than it did then, too. So back then, you would go around Windrock; you'd be there was a lot of driving in there, you know. And you just from one good obstacle to another one. There's just could be a few miles of just like dirt road driving, you know. Yeah, and like, hey, he's like eight years old, and I looked over, and I'm looking at like where his feet are in comparison to mine, you know, and I'm like, man, he, he might reach, you know, if I like roll up a something and put it behind his back, I think he could reach the pedals. And I had, I had cutting brakes in it and it was an automatic and it had hydraulic steering. So I'm like, I could sit in the passenger side and easily turn the wheel if I need to, or hit the brake. You know what I mean? Something, you know, it wasn't yeah. like he was going to crash us. It wasn't like he was set up for failure here. So put him in the driver's seat and we went, you know, <laughs> It's like, <laughs> Exactly. i'm just putting along i was like so bored you know trying to go from one obstacle to another i'm so bored with it i'm like i'm just trying to you know how do i make this more fun i'm like dude you want to drive
1: <laughs> that could get real fun real um, quick
2: <laughs> yeah. but it was cool but the thing worked well and then like after that trip you know i he he did a lot of driving around there all the easy stuff and then we come home so i started letting him drive around here you know, local spots and everything else and then he's like shit talking my buddies like if he'd make an obstacle that they didn't make in something you know they have like a samurai on thirty threes (laughs) and he would talk shit to him. I'm like (laughs) that's maybe a bit excessive (laughs) (laughs) Listen if a fucking eight year old out
1: wheels you you deserve to get shit on. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what the rigs are. But if yeah. he's in a comp buggy, I mean, yeah.
2: yeah. I don't care. That to yeah. talk shit. Yeah, it's like, you know, we there was a couple of things that we did that were they were difficult, but they weren't they were way more difficult the shorter your wheelbase got. So like you know, the two door sidekick that was solid axle swapped and all that or a samurai would have a lot harder time. I mean my buggy was like 107 inches long on 38s So you know, he'd just go and idle right up this stuff and yeah these other guys would try it. But they also didn't want to they they would drive their stuff there. They didn't have a trailer or anything. They'd drive it there. They're not gonna torture it <laughs> to death and they he'd be up there giving them shit, you know. <laughs> That's how it starts. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of fun, so, you know, we did a lot of different stuff like that over the years. I mean, so I ended up teaching them to weld early and all that, too, just because always working on different things, you know, it was like, you know, taught a, a bunch of his friends out of weld and all that just because it was like, well, why not? You know, these kids want to do something. I mean, I was never the you-got-to-go-to-college guy because that route didn't work out for me, so I <laughs> 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 yeah, learn to do some other. Stuff gotta <laughs> yeah, be, gotta be useful in other ways. <laughs> metal together. It's a useful skill. Yeah, yeah. He, he used to be able to like ride unicycle and juggle and all that stupid shit. And we had oh, clown there, like, college. That'd yeah. Work. <laughs> like, to get him ready for the circus. I'm like, I don't care what he does if he can support himself. <laughs> <in>
1: the <conflict." laughs> hey, they're paying good. Go for it.
2: <laughs> Poor Gage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have a. Have we
0: had an episode with just Gage? No. Okay, we may need to have him on. <laughs> <laughs> so he can redeem himself
3: from cloud College.
1: <laughs> I've never been able to ride a unicycle. I've always tried, I always get fucked up. I've never had the
0: opportunity and I'm really not I don't I don't think I need to ride a unicycle, but
2: um it looks so much fun. Yeah. I don't know. I never pulled it off, so <laughs> not, not for lack of trying, but I never managed to do it. You, you look like you know how to ride a unicycle.
1: Yeah, what is that supposed to mean?
2: <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. You know
3: how to handle one.
1: <laughs> oh boy!
2: <laughs> I don't mean anything bad by it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I definitely do not know how. I was never good at riding a wheelie either, so and I, there's, those two probably go together pretty good, you know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I can ride a wheelie on a dirt bike pretty well. Can never figure out a unicycle. <laughs> that was <laughs> one of those things. I just was not blessed enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, for a little bit there, when you had your buggy, were you doing competitions or was it more just for? like trail riding
2: no i mean i i built it two seat for trail riding but um we had started before that my brother had a samurai that was all linked up and all that stuff stretched and everything and uh toyota axles and and so we went out and we did a competition like the first one they ever had we went out and did you know there were some local stuff little, big truck shows whatever but the first one at paragon that they had that we got wind of we went to and we did pretty well and it was a it was a really a good time and all that so you know we decided to to do some more and uh so then i built i was in the middle of building a trail buggy of some sorts anyways at that time and i put i guess it's it started as a sidekick that one and uh it got like jeep wagoneer dana 44s and the 38s and all this stuff and in the middle of building it the the rules changed like i had full hydraulic steering and all that so the rules changed so i ended up i was going for like the pro mod class and i ended up in open class and that oh yeah that sucked i was totally not ready to be there my stuff was not at any level ready to be there so I did that for a season and ran that buggy and had a blast with it, but it just wasn't ready to do that. And then at that point, I just thought I could step up my game without spending a whole lot. I had a lot of great parts. It was, you know, that one was front engine and all that, but I had ARBs and cutting brakes and all that stuff. I really wanted like front dig and everything. So that's when I had to come up with a way to do that with a Suzuki. You know, there was no drive shaft disconnects back then. So then I just, put the motor in the back and flip the axles upside down and cut the knuckles off and put them back on the right side, you know, right, right side up and all that. Like, so it got me like hyping in and, you know, a lot of good stuff, but I still wasn't competitive. I mean, all it cost me at the time though, as far as parts was a, um, I had to buy enough tube to build the cage and air shocks. I already had everything else. I just tore the one buggy apart to do it. So, wasn't a bad deal you know yeah that sounds pretty sweet yeah it was pretty low investment to switch it up at that time i mean i might have spent like two thousand dollars to get into it that way which then i had something that was way more capable better visibility i hated counting on a spotter to tell me what to do ever like i wanted to see so you know (laughs) it's just all that stuff so so it, it worked good it was a lot of fun it didn't like real steep stuff why because the motor was back there or... yeah and the motor was forward of the rear axle but part of that was you know just the, the learning curve with all this stuff like i didn't get i think the first time i took that one out to compete i actually the first one was like a, one of these big you know the big truck shows they used to have like all over the country and all and they had they had a big rock pile and it was on flat ground and you know, but with big boulders, they hauled in and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and it did great. Um It really excelled in a rock pile; like that was its thing. You know, it flecked like crazy, and everything worked good. But I didn't have really any experience driving, and I, I got to take it out to like the local woods once from the time I finished it, and then uh then went to Tennessee to like Jellico for a competition, and. And second course of the first day had a big steep hill to it, and I didn't even I didn't even think to winch down my front end. It's my first time with air shocks, and oh my <laughs> goodness! <laughs> and I whacked this hill like I, you know, you get back then you got scoring was different. So you every time you backed up you got points. You know, it affected you negatively every time. Yep. So, I'm looking at this hill and I'm thinking there's two big rocks up there. I'm like, if I hook my front tires over those, we can winch if we have to, whatever. I'm just seeing this as a spot that I might have to winch anyway. So I at least want to hook the front tires over there. So I come around the corner, you know, it's like some crazy side hill turn left up the hill and I back up to get straightened up and, and be able to hit it. And I'm backing up and then there's like, there's still a bunch of room to the ribbon. And my brother spot. me. He's like he's like, ah, oh, that's good. I'm like, no, I got room. He's like, no, that's good. I'm like, no, I got room. I back up more. <laughs> I had dual cases in it. I put one in high and then just stood on it, man. Just you know <laughs> and I'm I'm banging rev rev limiter at like I think it was seventy five hundred anyways on those Suzuki's. So it's just bouncing off of that when I see nothing but blue sky. Like I made it past the rocks. <laughs> but, the front end exploded off of him like back tires passed the fronts because it, the front end it ejected when it fully compressed my air shocks they came back fully open with a vengeance so just <laughs> backflip launch i never let off the gas i shifted it into reverse and was already hitting the ground upside down like <laughs> on you know, oh, the tires like <laughs> <laughs> things went very bad that was the whole <laughs> and then it went like over then it ends up standing up right side it's standing up on the nose i'm on the front tires and i'm thinking that it's going to fall back down but i don't know at this point i think i hit the gas and nothing happened like it didn't want to react in that position or something you know the transmission maybe didn't like it but Mm -hmm. i uh so nothing happens i just sit there for a second and then part of my steering breaks. like a break one of the the high steer knuckles right off oh. <laughs> that happens and when that folds it flips over upside down so now i go immediately i go to try and climb out of there like i put one hand on the roof and go to unlatch my belt and then i hear someone saying is that gas leaking and this stuff is now i got something running down my back
3: oh. and
2: so instead of just popping the thing and getting out of there like i planned on doing i'm like well i got a fire extinguisher between my legs Maybe I should get that first, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Just so in I case.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I reach for that. And then I'm like, well, screw that. I'm getting out of here, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah. Someone else and, might have one. <laughs>
2: yeah, And I yeah. had to shut the thing off. I'm mean, just running upside down for a minute. so. Like, uh, but, but, like, I just – so then I just decided, all right, I'm out of here. And I unlatched my harness and just landed on my head. I didn't put my hand up that oh. time. <laughs> so that was pretty great, but – you know it's just that was just the beginning of the end i was realized pretty quickly i broke broke a bunch of stuff that weekend there and just one thing after another pounding the thing with no experience driving it things were going bad so (laughs) you know it got a lot better after i had it over time i would have been a lot better to run it for a while then go compete (laughs)
1: <laughs> no 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 that's half the fun just you know trial by fire at
2: that point <laughs> yeah yeah it was that was nuts honestly <laughs>
3: well,
2: that's <sounds> insane <laughs> i i hate that
0: competition stuff just because it's just i don't know It there's there's too much pressure with the whole oh you can't back up you can't position yourself right i mean i get it because otherwise how else do you score a, an off-road course like that but I don't know. I've never I've just never appealed to me.
2: Yeah, well, you know it's kind of cool. I, I know you do. For me it was it was because it was you know, I built that buggy in 2004. Mm-hmm. So, at that time, there was a lot of that stuff out west. There was a little of that stuff over here on the east and everything in between like you know, it wasn't like you just go next town over and, and you meet up with some people that have badass rides that you can go out and get into hardcore shit with. Yep. I had, you know, I had this full buggy and all my buddies that I wheeled with wouldn't even like if, if we went out in the woods and I went into some, something gnarly, they'd just, they were like, Nope, we're out. They disappear. It's, <laughs> like, it's just like <laughs> leaving you for dead, whatever. You know what I mean? They're like, we're not, yeah. we're not getting involved in this. We can't go in there. And we're not watching none of that, whatever. Sounds like some bad friends. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, mean, I can't blame them because sometimes shit went bad. You know what I mean? I put it in some stupid spots. and But so that's what that's what drew me to the competitions. I was like, all right, well, I can go out and do really stupid shit. You can get involved gotcha. in some badass and, rock run. And rolling.
0: you'll have somebody to help you when you inevitably go ass over tea kettle.
2: <laughs> well, and I was confident enough that I didn't think that I would need all that help. <laughs> yeah. That was a mistake without any experience, you know? That was a real mistake. Like, I I honestly, like, should have went out there in something more stock. Like, that probably would have been a blast. But, Mm. you know, hindsight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Always funny. funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so. And it cost, like, it cost just as much to enter that class, too. You just didn't get paid back anything because nobody wanted to be in that stuff because, they didn't make any money, you know. There's only a mm-hmm. few guys in it, but it would have been a better weekend of wheeling for me. <laughs> <go out> <laughs> it might have that. lasted longer. <laughs> yeah. it would have been more time to enjoy driving instead of flipping and catching on fire and all those good things, you know. <laughs> Lots of good times.
1: <laughs> so was that kind of you? Didn't really do much uh, like competition after that, or did you at least try to keep it going, or not really?
2: I finished that season, but I mean, you know, with a young kid and other interests and remodeling my house and all And back then, I don't know what it costs now, but then it was like, it was like 350 bucks to enter a competition. And it was a five hour drive for us and all that stuff. So that was, it was a whole nother thing. I mean, I have to come home, work on everybody else's stuff to make extra money to do it. And then this was like, I wasn't exactly living the dream, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. it, it was like work, 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 more work, then go to that weekend and be stressed out and bust ass the whole time. Like and then, you know, and then drive home, tail between the legs, like that sucked. I really got my ass kicked. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, so then it was like, okay, how about I just take this thing that's a lot of fun and I just go have fun with it. <laughs> It'd <be Yeah>. great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Sounds so. like a better option to me, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Now, d- were you able to find other people to wheel with that were like a similar caliber, or were you still just kind of wheeling with your friends that would leave you for dead?
2: Well, they wouldn't leave me if I didn't do No, really stupid. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but, yeah, I basically was just wheeling with them and, you know, hooked up with a few other people along the way, but you know, a lot of guys that had good stuff that were like in it and out of it and and all that, you know, you guys know how it is. Life gets in the way. Sometimes you, you think that this is the one thing you want to do. And then, you know, if you're married and got kids and all that, I mean, it just doesn't all, can't just be about you. So, you know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I just took a break from it all for a while and we were, you know, we spent years trying to build our business more and all that. So, You know, now it's like, I'm ready to be back into it.
0: Yeah, clearly it's hard to stay away, right? It's, (laughs) I feel like (laughs) once you, once you hit a certain level, like you're, you're locked in, like you can, you can step back, you can go do life stuff, but I don't know. It,
2: yeah, you keep getting sucked back in, like,
0: yeah, it's, it's addicting, right? It's, it's, um, I I don't know if there's much else that can combine the sort of things that you get from, from just, Going out with the boys and
2: you know, hitting you know, even the, spent, whatever it is. Yeah, even the time I spent, yeah, even the time I've been away from it, it wasn't like like we never didn't have like dirt bikes or quads or something. You know what I mean? It was there was always something. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I was yeah, always you like to you. Yeah, yeah, it, it was always off road toys. Like my wife liked boating, so we had a boat, but oof yeah we had boats for for years you know but she just wanted to be in the sun i liked wakeboarding and all that but uh it was it was stuff i enjoyed you know i enjoyed doing other things i i loved being out in the woods but it was just kind of had to walk away a couple of times and now it's like you know i'm kind of ready to get a little more more back in there you know all the all the young guys that grew up around it coming out with me, you know, with with my son and I and all that. Like now everybody's got badass stuff, you know? (laughs) So Yeah. it's, It's
0: it's insane what you can you can do or I mean I'm sure it was doable back then, just nobody did it or very few people did it. It's wild to to hear about, you know, your your initial experiences with it where it's like, oh just body lifts and big tires and cut the fenders. And now it's like the stuff that people are Slapping together nowadays is insane, and it's it's just it makes it that much cooler, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, well, and you can do it on a better budget nowadays. I would say. Yeah, like I mean,
2: so for me, budget built was like you know when I built my my buggy before I built it, I uh, I traded siding. I was remodeling my house, so I traded the aluminum siding off my house for these Dana forty fours. I was like, that's That's budget built. You know what I
3: mean? And
2: and that's just how I did that stuff, you know, over the years. I mean, just got to do what you got to do to have what you want. So, you know, we just kind of did that stuff a lot. And then I just worked on other people's stuff and everything else. Worked a lot at work. And, you know, it was like, finally, like when I built my, that full tube chassis was I had to cut every bracket, you know, drill every hole, cut every bracket, do everything. Uh, Nowadays, the things that you can buy, it's just unreal. You know, you couldn't even buy like a leaf spring hanger back then that was worth a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you still can't. I mean, it's
0: hard to find the leaf springs that actually, uh, the leaf spring hangers that actually hold up. (laughs) You can find them. They do exist. We talked about them uh, in the past, I think. Uh, cody's got a bent one right now uh i think no I my
1: anybody's... leaf is fine the
0: shackles but that's what i meant that's what i meant shackle uh-huh
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs>
0: that's <what I> meant. <laughs> and then um what's his face um luke your all buddy right. why can't i remember his name jeremy uh, jeremy he had a broken one too <laughs> or a,
1: a bent one it was all all messed up so
0: yeah i <laughs> saw that <laughs>
3: I saw that on his Instagram, he posted that. I'm like, hey, we're twinning. <laughs> he's been doing some cool stuff lately. Did you see that uh, chopped frame that he's been working on? I have not seen that. No. Uh, check his Instagram sometime. I'll have to check it's it cool. out. Cool. Uh, sorry, Jason. Didn't <laughs> Derail. Um, but it is wild. And, like, I think the amount of knowledge has kind of, like, I think it's kind of like created an angular effect, if you will, because now there's so much stuff that's been kind of quote unquote settled that you can still explore. Like uh, your kids' rig with the cantilever 14 bolt front end setup is really different and kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it, I think and it it works well. I mean, there's a bunch to do still. It'll be better before it's you know before it's done. But but yeah, that's that is a good example though. Like. And that one doesn't really have any, you know, it doesn't have like bought trusses or anything like that, you know?
3: Yeah. But to me it was just something that came to mind because it's still on the kind of fringes, but the basics of like how you build a four-link is there. Now you're experimenting with how to make coilovers package around a six BT.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's he actually bought that one. It was already candle lever, but
3: oh I it, it was crazy. different.
2: It was somewhat different, but with the six cylinder, it, it it had a four liter and um it already had the fourteen bolts, but it had like no axle shafts in the front. Like it wasn't done. And um so yeah, he just started tweaking on some things for there. You know, he wasn't sure I think he was he was considering putting an L S in it and then managed to come up with that diesel and said you know this is going to be the route and how whatever it takes to fit it is what it takes you know i can respect that yeah (laughs) he he really wanted it in there and a couple times he calls me a little jammed up you know he's like i don't know he's like it's not gonna fit it's like it's it's gonna hit it's gonna hit my you know i already already lifted the thing three inches and stuff and now it's gonna hit like oil fans gonna hit the front diff those are tall motors those aren't
0: Those aren't easy to package, especially when you're trying to actually get some flex out of the thing. Like,
2: yeah, he's just like, What do I do? I'm like, Well, like, just offset the whole motor. Who cares? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I'm like, Do you ever go underneath a truck you bought and measure to see if, see if the shit's down the middle? I don't know. Like, just put it (laughs) where it needs to be, you know? He's like, All right, good advice, you know? You know, it worked out. (laughs) That's,
3: I would have never thought of that, but. Then again, maybe You would never would've... have thought of
0: offsetting things?
3: Well, I mean, like, whether or not it was offset in the truck, because, like, I would think it would be center line, but then again, maybe it... I'm not saying I wouldn't have thought of offsetting, It but sounds like...
0: like it's not, so yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just, that's... That whole rig's gonna be super cool once he gets just a little bit more fine-tuned. It's, like, 95% of the way there. Oh, with all the
0: weight in the front too, it's gonna just have so much grip. Like those front tires are gonna get over something. You're just gonna be like,
2: boom, obstacle completed. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's trying to get it. We want to get it like more balanced. I mean, he has a he has a spare 42 and all that stuff to put on the back, and we plan Mm -hmm. on stretching it out to LJ length. Um, and that should make it just a way more all around better balanced rig because going up stuff is not scary at all, but when it goes down, things with oh those, man, is a little bit much, <laughs> and it will drive through the brakes in any gear. So, <laughs> even,
3: yeah, I not even
2: put it in low, low like he had more high, like when we were down there and stuff, because it just drives through the brakes and everything.
0: Crazy, yeah, at that point, so, you just yeah, you're just picking your speed. I can't imagine yeah. not being able to push the brakes though you gotta really have that uh
2: that manual control down oh yeah you gotta like you you know you gotta be ready to reach for the shifter and hit neutral and all that stuff a lot so it's it's fun it's a freak show
0: (laughs) it's definitely a weird one i love it though
3: it was it was a blast to watch (laughs) it sounds great oh that part is super cool (laughs) um so have we I'm sorry, I ended up, like, uh, bouncing out there. Have we covered the Comanche? We haven't no. even touched on the Comanche. Oh, my oh, goodness. God. I came back at the perfect time, then. Yeah. Can we touch on the Comanche? Because that thing's a bit of a freak show in and of itself, in a good way. Yeah, the, the Comanche? So,
2: I had built a, I had a Jeep Wrangler, a TJ. And, I don't know, I wanted it longer and all that stuff, so I did one of those, you know, chop it off. Moved the back towards the front, and then took the back half of another Wrangler so I could make it like a real truck bed and all that. Lengthened it out a little bit, and then stuck a V eight out of a Dodge in there. And then first test drive, something really pissed me off, so I traded it for the Comanche. It's just, <laughs> just <laughs> you yeah. know like a six months worth of work, and and I was really mad at it. So I traded it for the Comanche, which at the time was like. Dana thirty and all that stuff, just a little bit of lift and thirty threes, but it had the fiberglass fenders and everything. So, I liked the look of it and ended up with the truck, you know. And then it's it went into I put a forty four and a nine in it for a while on like thirty eights, and then tore it all apart when some of that stuff broke. So it's just kind of it's just kind of been there, you know. And then I set out to build a, a Jeepster Commando, a sixty eight Jeepster, and I really didn't have all the parts i wanted and wasn't ready and all that so i just decided one day to pull the cheap pull the comanche in and it's like screw it i'm gonna build something to hold me over and uh you know next thing you know the whole back was cut off and you know it's like kind of i got a bunch of parts that just stupid cheap and then stuff that i didn't need or didn't use like i had 42 and swampers for it but it really would have had to get gigantic. Mm -hmm. So I traded them off for forties and all that. Like it's just kind of a lot of different things along the way. I mean, I had the five three sitting there ready to go in it. Motor mounts bought headers, bought everything ready to go in it. And then I didn't because I was like, well, I'm saving that for my Jeepster project. And so I've been afraid to spend a dime on this damn Comanche the whole time. This has been another one of those, Make everything, hand fab everything, live with the parts you get for super cheap because this is not the one, you know, <laughs> that kind of project. <laughs> so, uh, it just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm happy it came out as good as it did, but like I had a 4 3 in there for a while and then I just could not get a, a standalone harness, was $750 for the 4 3. Oh my God. Yeah, I had $0 in my 5.3 because I bought a truck, sold a bunch of parts off of it, and the motor was free. I was like, this would be the stupidest thing I ever did, you know? Yeah. So that's how the 5.3 ended up in there. And then, you know, just... I bought, like, a, I think a, a long-arm kit or something, like a do-it-yourself radius arm kit for a used off a guy. It was never used-used. It was new in the box. But stuff like that, you know? And then I just kind of reconfigured the parts to do what I wanted. So I made a regular three length for the front and all that. And it's got that Dodge CAD axle. That's a nightmare. But it held up. Well, it's all chromoly now. So it ought to, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully
1: <it's better. laughs> yeah, it's, yeah,
2: there's, there's no CAD disconnect stuff in there. It's all, you know, Now, did you have
0: issues with it or was it just the, you know, the concern of all that crap breaking?
2: um i didn't want to i didn't want to have to deal with the little there's a thing you can buy to do away with the uh whatever the cad thing is you know yeah it's like you can put it manual piece yeah yeah it's like a a 150 bucks or something to you know push and pull this cable gauge had it on one and it really was not easy to work and then it would once in a while parts on it would break and you have to always be messing with it you know so i didn't want to deal with that so and mine i couldn't buy a locker for the front i wanted to drive it on the road i had full hydro on the thing at one point and then i decided and the frame was cut off and the the winch was set behind the grill and then i decided well i want to drive this on the road so i rebuilt the front part of the frame (laughs) uh put a steering box on it with hydro assist instead it's it's just been a it's non-stop I mean, this thing, everything done on it has probably been done twice, except for the cage. So there's nothing kind of,
0: wrong with that. <laughs> i oh, the same boat.
2: If I didn't do it twice, it'd never get done at all.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, those cat axles. So mine were also the extra crazy version. So since I had to, I you know wanted to have a locker in it so I could drive it on the road. I didn't want to weld it up since it doesn't have hubs. Mm. Um. so mine were th- whatever they are 32 or 33 spline they're not not normal at all so <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had to buy Chrome chromoly 35 spline inners so that I could buy a locker <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, and couldn't find so outers at the time so first trip to good evening I broke an outer but Typical. then I yeah, found them after so <laughs> yeah but it's it's got some of the stuff i thought oh I'll i'll try this and i was so budget-minded on most things you know like just building my own little truss over the over the cad stuff and all that to work around that Mm -hmm. i was so budget-minded with all that that you know it came time to do whatever for a transfer case and i just went ahead and bought the the northwest fab eco box and built all that stuff with a ford 205 and set it up for front dig but it doesn't like to shift so that doesn't always happen
0: <laughs> now what do you have as the transfer case behind the eco box
2: it's a it's a np205 out of a 4 okay Ford. okay you literally just said that i'm sorry um
0: yeah. uh and you drive it on the road right no <laughs> you, you don't drive it on the road okay
2: so cause... after all that being dead set on driving it on the road <laughs> god damn it because i need
0: i need to get other people's opinions who have eco boxes who drive them on the road because mine now granted it hasn't done it recently but i still don't trust it it would always pop out of gear the eco box just would not stay in gear and i am convinced it's because the detent is is a piece of shit but
2: uh i got no (laughs) no proof yet so i've never had that happen with mine gauge does drive his on the road i mean and he has an eco box in it. It's. And it, it really is, cool. his
0: is a manual too, so that's a really good uh, uh, comparison because. Um, no, mine it's an
2: auto. It's auto. Oh, it's an yeah. auto?
0: or well, maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Mine, if I'm going down a hill, right? If I'm lugging the engine, not on the gas, just going down a hill, just cruising along, letting it do its thing, it'll put enough pressure and it'll pop itself into neutral, and then you have no choice but to pull over to the side of the fucking road. Uh, to pop it back into gear, which is obnoxious as fuck. And it happened uh, quite a bit before I rebuilt it, and I can still feel it moving since I've rebuilt it with new um, with a new uh, chip collar and a few other pieces that I suspected were worn in a weird way that might have yeah. been causing it to put more pressure than it needed to on the actual teeth of the gear to slip out, but... I am not convinced it's fixed. I still have my hand on it every time I drive cool. it on the highway.
2: <laughs> just out of nervousness.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean you can feel the thing. Like if you let off let off the uh, let off the gas and you're going down a hill, I can push against it and you almost can't hold it in in gear. It'll it it's putting that much pressure against the thing, so uh, wow. it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Love the case for what for off road, but it's just a
2: nightmare on the highway. Well, now didn't you say you were putting like a quart of fluid in it too
0: i was putting whatever it told me to put in at least oh, okay. i thought i was but it pukes because it all out it I literally... thought i heard
2: you say a quart and it only takes a half a quart from what i
0: remember <laughs> and that's not enough fluid for that like it just uh, if you're on especially with the aluminum housing you're on the highway and that stuff it just doesn't soak up any heat so where does it go all the other com- components inside and around it it just it's i
2: don't know yeah right that's that might be a bit you almost here. you almost
0: need a closed loop like system, and <laughs> this is going way back, but you know we got made fun of for talking about putting a you know an external cooler on your on your doubler, but it almost needs it because it literally pushes fluid out of the the breather hose and doesn't want to hold anything. and then you're running yeah. with no oil in the thing in a case that's already overheating, and you know it's just I don't know.
2: Craziness. Uh well, I hope we it's sort it speculate. out because I ordered one from... Yeah, <laughs> so... I ordered one for my next build that I do plan on driving on the road a bunch. So hope yeah, we, well, sort we, that we, out. we can <laughs> we can talk and we can try to figure out this
0: mystery because yeah. I
2: have no fucking clue. Uh it's it, it, Gage it said I his initially, like he ran the tranny cooler line into and then back out of, like pass through the eco box. And they told him he could do that, but I don't it basically was just squirting it out somewhere, so definitely. that wasn't working.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a good case for what it is, but it it's definitely they should have a disclaimer saying that hey, that we, we can't guarantee this for the for highway because I I'm not not it's convinced. probably yeah. there. You just don't know. What do you mean? Well, you didn't buy it new. Uh, Jacob claims that they've got something on the website now, and I don't know if that's because I've been bitching about it or not. Probably not, but <laughs> no, I think not not got people. nothing
1: to do with but, you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is not the first time I've bitched about this stupid thing. I love the case, don't get me wrong. It's just a pain in the ass.
2: <laughs> I tell you so, what, they they are super cool there though. If you want to know, you just call them and ask them. And oh, I, I have. Talk I've talked I've doing. talked to
0: them before, and that's why I rebuilt it because they were like, "Well, oh, it could be their the teeth are worn at an angle." To each other and it's Uh-oh. pushing apart. But then I put in, uh, I mean, I guess I didn't put in brand new fucking like planetaries or a shift collar, but like I, I've never had that issue with the 231 or a 241 or any of those cases that have the same system in there. It's just yeah, right. uh, like it, it it's got to be, it just needs a heavier detent. Like, if literally, that would solve it. If it had a stiff ass detent, I've already got the, um, yeah, you know, the, why can't I think of what it's called? The, the, the cable shifter. So it just, right. You can adjust that to do whatever you need to do. You can adjust the detent so it can be softer or heavier, but cranked all the way in, it's not hard enough. It needs to be stiffer. So I don't know, maybe you can find that on McMaster car too, and just get a better one and slap it together. It's not a, it's not a unit you can take apart. I've tried, uh, Without ruining the case, you're never getting that uh, that shift rail off. Because I was gonna take it off and like grind out the the two keyholes for the detent, try to make Uh, it lock in even more or give it like a hard edge, so it would be even it would be tougher for that ball to move. But I couldn't I couldn't take it out. So how about
2: just a stiffer spring?
0: Well, you can't. The detent is a single unit. It's not a ball and spring. And oh yeah, yeah. it's a it's a screw in ball spring
2: I did not unit. remember that because I, I never had that part apart. I bought mine new and it was already that was that part's in there. Mm-hmm. So I never even thought of what it might actually be, you know. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I say I Master car,
0: car probably has a stiffer one, right? They have everything, so might be mm-hmm. worth looking at. But I don't know. It I don't drive it on the road enough to really care. I just hold it. <laughs> it's, I guess
2: you'd get a bungee cord, see if that holds it. <laughs> It just I seems kind of tacky. Like <laughs> I've been there. I had a, I had a sidekick that my wife and I went for our, our anniversary years ago. We went to this Cedar Point. It's up on the, you know, up on like Lake Erie, big big amusement park. But it's like a three hour drive for us anyway. And this little sidekick, I had fifth gear it would pop out. The thing had like two hundred forty thousand miles on it. Fifth gear was just worn out. <laughs> it would pop out. <laughs> So like we're going down the road and I would make her take a turn in the passenger seat, just holding the thing in
1: fifth,
2: (laughs) 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 you know? And it's like, at some point she's like, I I'm tired of holding that. I'm not doing it. And I'm like, well, I I can't do it right now either. So I just put it in fourth gear and we're just zooming down the highway like 4,500 RPM. I was like, whatever. Maybe today's its day to die. Whatever. (laughs) And then I seriously got a bungee cord after that because I'm like, we're not getting caught in that situation again. Keep (laughs) one in here. (laughs) Yeah, it gets old. It's those long drives
0: that really do it. Like, you know, I, I can go a couple hours with my, you know, couple fingers pressed against it to just monitor it. But, you know, the last <laughs> long drive I did with my Jeep was uh, to the Outer Banks in North Carolina from Boston, essentially. So it's, it's it's a long haul. And it didn't do it on the way there, but on the way back, something, I don't know if, like, the detent broke in or what happened. Maybe I that's when I roasted those teeth. But I don't think, like I said, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I had to hold it the whole time. 14 15 i forget how long it was hours back and that sucked i was pissed by the ends (laughs) (laughs) that's rough dude were you still were you already on like tons and
2: 40s driving at all i was on
0: tons and 37s it literally (laughs) was as as you saw it without some of the front end tube work and uh they had the dana 50 in the front and and was still coil spring and all that but uh, otherwise the same, same transfer case set up, I think I had literally just finished setting up that transfer case, the doubler and everything, in yes. that, and then I drove it there, and, <laughs> and
3: it was, it was for mine. a
0: wedding, and there were a couple uh, it was actually a wedding for our uh, she's not the secretary, but she start, helped start the club she basically was, uh, yeah, she's our treasurer now, but she essentially st- started the club, she did all the paperwork, so it was her and a few of the other guys from uh, the club showed up and they were like, I didn't think you're actually gonna drive it here. I was like, Well it's <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, Well, I've got the truck, which I've never driven that far. And it's fine, but I've never just never done it. I was like, Well, the Jeep's done that long of a drive before. I don't see why it couldn't do it again, because I wasn't flying down there. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna drive. So uh, instead of chancing the truck, which probably would have been fine, <laughs> I drove the Jeep, which was. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. It added a, another level to the whole thing.
1: Blows but, my mind. Yeah. Agreed. Uh,
3: although I will say that on the note of stuff not liking gears, uh, my Jeep does not like when you're on the highway and trying to hold third. So. There are some of the climbs that, like, not around here, but when I was driving it on the road, that you'd have to go into third if you had it all loaded down, because it would, like, bog out in fourth. Mm. Yeah. Well. However, yeah. if you could get it to do the climb in fourth, um, it would just happily truck on in fourth at 3,000 RPMs. I don't know. That AX-15 in my Jeep's a little weird, but it's pretty uh, normal.
0: I mean, it's all completely new grounds when you're driving a one ton rig with a, a factory transmission yeah. and motor on the on the highway. It's just not made for it. Like it's, just, it's a lot of work for that stuff. Uh, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: I just don't have like uh, you know I, a lot of stuff is pretty done on mine, but I just didn't ever get to the brake lights and all that. <laughs> Ended up, uh, you know, I put the light bar on the back, and I did hook brake lights into that, but I don't have actual, like, normal position brake lights or anything. So that's all. I don't have any working headlights or turn signals yet. So, like, I I hang the um, I have the fiberglass bed sides notched. They fit right over my cage and just pop right on. A couple pins hold them in, and so you know, it has a a look that I could drive it down the road, but I just haven't really gotten to yet because of those couple that of things
3: that thing yeah. with the yeah, hoot on the road with the five three in it it's I mean I've driven
2: it like to my shop and stuff which is only half a mile or so from my house so uh it's it's pretty good it only I have four tens in the axles so with the forties that's you that know it's a little well not not quite yeah. deep enough <laughs> right it moves it moves itself because it has the five three yeah. but it's not like it's great fun or anything. But with the doubler, it works so good off-road, I'm like, I'm not spending any money on gears. That money's going into the next project. So,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, it's like I don't need it in the woods. It, it really just
3: doesn't. That thing's like right. watching a school bus in the woods. You think yeah. it's that long? <laughs> it's that long, yeah. It's only What's like the wheelbase, wheelbase on wheelbase. it. Yeah, that's like, huge. That's pretty long,
2: Yeah,
0: but
3: it's also, I guess, what makes it seem like a school bus, quote-unquote, is just because it's full-bodied for the most part, right? Yeah, it's full-bodied, and then you've got the leaf spring, so you have the overhang on the 114.
2: Yeah, well, the first build, I used the Comanche springs, and because they are, the offset is like the same as the Chevy 63s at one side on Comanche springs, and then there's a short side, so... I put them on backwards from the factory. So the long side was towards the front. And the short side then didn't stick out the back near as bad. And then I tried to climb some rock down there on the Rubicon trail at uh that first big rock on the right on the Rubicon at, at Good Evening Ranch. And basically I got up there and then fell straight off backwards and bent both of my rear leaf springs at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and then while backing off, because then there was a tree behind me, the position I ended up in, like, I couldn't just back up and get the hell out of there either. While backing off, I dropped the front end like four feet to just the left side front of the, the frame tip sticking out at the winch plate that I I want to put like a little stinger or something to connect the two sides together right there and don't have it yet. So it bent the hell out of the one side of my winch plate is sticking up a couple inches. Like, so it just dropped from four feet onto that. So, <laughs> yeah. so like, you know, just... And then a little further on up the trail, I grenaded the right front stub shaft. So the Rubicon, I guess, was the demise there. Yeah. The one-
0: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a lot of damage for... for not a Isn't lot that- of... Uh,
2: I What's
3: grenaded
2: the, I was grenaded the, the thing room, shaft <laughs> and then seriously moved it forward like ten feet just to just to be in a spot where we could take it apart and pull the inner shaft so it wouldn't knock out the ball joint. Yep. Here it had already it hit the ball joint, blew the clip. It didn't nothing came apart, but it had you know it was on its way to wrecking things. Mm-hmm. And then i pulled the it was really a sketchy situation of getting it lifted up and you know on the side hill in the rock pile all this so like in the excitement of it all when i finally get the shaft out which honestly it was a quicker job than it was like using the high lift jack was the worst part it took forever to get the jack to work and then you know not die by using that and all that so i'm so excited i take this shaft and i chuck it in the woods i'm just like there it is you know and I. In a show of celebration, I throw it in the woods. And then when I start driving out of there after it's all back together. I'm like, shit. I i asked Kevin, he was riding me. I'm like, did you happen to pick up that shaft? He's like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I, had to, I had to back like a half mile back down in the woods to go get my chrome Ollie shaft out of the woods. Just, oh, shit. It was just stupid, you know?
3: <laughs> oh, the uh that weird double shackle setup you've got going on in the back is that to accommodate the 63s?
0: Uh the no. revolver shackles. I actually wanted to you mentioned leaf springs Luke and it immediately came to mind and I I
2: was going to ask so I'm curious. So that is something that you know everybody thinks that's some like it's a gimmick or this or that. I, it might not work on a big heavy rig or something without a traction bar or whatever but we always did that on samurais we did that we did we did full like three-quarter lip with a you know we'd do like a square tube bar from the center from the old bump stop mount out the back and hang the springs on that and then we'd street drive them and everything else so i just never think twice about it i was like whatever this this would give me more flex so it's a cheap way to do it and Like some twenty dollar AutoZone shackles, you know they're they're lowering shackles for some of those big long shackles or lowering shackles.
0: It's like F two fifty lowering shackles. I think we had a set at at our old spot. Yeah, you just have two shackles put together, right? It's just a yeah.
2: The the one set was (laughs) off of my wife's Chevy Colorado. Like the the, (laughs) the second set, you know, like I did a leveling kit on her truck or something, so I had those to bolt to it. It was just. I mean, when I say this thing was thrown together with whatever. (laughs) You got
3: so much room back there, man. At some point, just come to the Church of the Four Link.
2: That would be money, Luke. (laughs) I know, but I have to (laughs) say it. No, that one's... I'm pulling my wheels and tires off of that and bolting the Swampers back on, and, and it'll be for sale. That's the... That's the plan with that one. There's nothing else happening with it. Like it's.
3: Oh, that's that kind of makes me sad. I mean, you can buy it. <laughs> I can buy it, but
2: preserve <laughs> a piece of history. That's uh, like shit, a lot
3: I, that's,
2: I mean, I like the thing. It's just, it just was never like all along. It's, it's, it's not what you your... want. It's yeah, like, not, it's just a. Right, I wasn't like cutting corners or anything like that. It's just I was just doing things a little different, you know. Like, like I don't know if you guys noticed my my rear brakes everybody thinks it's funny that i only have one caliper on the rear well i never even noticed i would have just assumed you had two any yeah and anybody that looks underneath just thinks you know like i i catch crap about it all the time and i've been doing that since it had a 44 and a 9 i did it then like if the rear has a spool or it's welded mean, whatever happens i'm still stopping one tire like that's a Whatever. good point it's a good
1: point i don't
2: I didn't even I don't think like about it but it's a good <laughs> point yeah well here's the other thing instead of having to upgrade my master cylinder because my stuff was used to pushing little you know drum brakes i didn't have to do that i have great brakes because i only have one caliper back there when you put two big ass calipers back there you get bad brakes and then you have to you know upgrade things i didn't want to spend any money to upgrade things so <laughs> it has a single <laughs> it was like oh my god the answer to all the problems like, and then honestly I also uh, it also still has three pedals in it when it had the stick I ended up now after you know putting the V8 and the auto in there and all that when I put everything back together I ran my brakes the, the rear line out of the master goes into my clutch master and then out of my clutch master to that rear single brake. So you have two pedal brakes. Yes. So that's fucking cool. Yeah. So, like when we're in like the tighter stuff and all that, you know, we're in your, when you're in the places like the tight little rock gardens or whatever where you're going along and then stuff gets all herky jerky, whatever, mm-hmm. I can just put a foot on that left brake and it's only stopping that one rear, well, both rears, but it's, it's not like putting a bind on all of them. It's not like I'm, you know what I mean? It's not really counterproductive. It's your front dig pedal. It's also my front dig pedal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I front dig, I do mash that pedal. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let them horse ponies sing. Yeah. Sounds- it sounds
2: good. It works great like that. It's like, you know.
3: that. I just kind of liked that rig because it was really, like, I got to see a lot of it at Good Evening Ranch, and it was cool to watch it work because of how different of a rig it is compared to, you know, the, like, particularly, you know, not the heart back on Good Evening Ranch, but watching you go through the section after those guys that had more money than driving skill were failing was hilarious.
1: <laughs> watching pull Graham's shit up the hill was Fucking gold.
2: That was a good time. <laughs> that was that was something, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's still. I have a manifold leak after that.
3: <laughs> oh, I I fully believe it because you were on that son of a bitch getting up that hill.
2: Well, I realized pretty quickly that like, it, and not just because he was in first gear. To be kidding.
0: yeah, I did change it after we figured it out. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah,
2: like I'm the limiting factor. Shifted. Uh you shifted, I shifted, you know, next thing you know, I'm second, you're in second, whatever. We're hammering down. The hill just kept getting steeper. And I'm like, you know, if we don't make it the first time, this is gonna suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh neither one of us has reverse lights. Like this is gonna suck. So <laughs>
3: That was what a good solid three, four minutes of Rev limiter on that five three.
0: <laughs> You're just oh, flying
3: yeah. out of the trails
2: connected together. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: It was a it was a pretty good hit. And yeah, then we come out of there and I'm like the alarm's going off on my dash, but it reads in Celsius, so it was no worries. <laughs>
3: that was great. You hopped <laughs> out and you go, It says like two forty Celsius. Thankfully yeah. I can't read. Yeah. Yeah, i start, i can't read metric
2: or something right like
3: I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you literally just said it whatever temperature it was in um celsius and you're like but thankfully i can't read <laughs> you pulled your cigar out lit the cigar and just stood there as it was idling and pulling off and... yeah
2: <laughs> Well, and I, I forgot that I killed one of my, I have two fans on that. And I killed one of my fans before that fiasco. So, yeah. so there was only one fan running for that. And that was kind sort of good for it. <laughs> you know, so then we come, fine. Of, yeah, until we come out the top and the alarm went off on that. I never even thought about it getting hot because it had run cool all weekend. <laughs> but Then all of a sudden
3: I'm like, Oh shit. That
2: could be a problem. <laughs> It's blinking at me and all this, you know. Okay, whatever.
3: <laughs> so, I suppose that now that we've covered that, it's a good time to tell you that uh, Memorial Day weekend we moved the Web Wheelers ball to Good Evening Ranch.
2: Memorial Day or Labor Day? Labor
3: Memorial Day. Day or Labor Day? Is it yeah, Labor Saturday Day? It's the beginning of September. Yeah, that beginning of to. September. September is Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's, My yeah. brain's fried. I hit the gym for like two and a half hours this morning. I'm now in stupid thought, mode. Who's that using their this brain party.
1: at the gym? I thought that was school you're supposed to do that. They're supposed to be like a meathead oh, at the gym no, it and just, not use your brain. It, <laughs> it shuts, shuts off. off.
3: He's, he's, he's gotta count the reps, right? So one, Oh, that's pretty two, rough. Yeah. Four. <laughs> <laughs> it shuts off and it never came back on today. It's fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Pretty strenuous
1: <laughs> stuff counting. I get it. Yeah, it's
3: really hard, dude. Once you get past like five, you can't like use you know if you have to hold the dumbbell with the other hand you can't use that and oh man i i don't know how to function anymore Um, you're gonna tell me you can't
1: use your fingers to count past five and i'm like damn bro, you lost a hand or something i didn't know about (laughs) so i was trying to keep that right arm just super strong (laughs) oh
3: shit oh it's gonna be a good party this year for sure um Oh, yeah, so far, it sounds like we're gonna have like Jason Ramsey. I think Tony's coming. Oh, um,
1: it, Jason, I so because we are going to Field and Forest, right? like three weeks afterwards, he's now deciding between if we're going if he wants to come up to Field and Forest or if he wants to do good Evening Ranch. So you're gonna have to wait and see on that one. All
3: right. I take that back then. Uh, Tyler overtime is going to be uh showing up. see, I didn't butcher his last name that time. There you go.
1: I don't even know how to pronounce it, so it might have been wrong. Still, so I don't know
3: <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the crew that was there, uh, besides like the group that was staying in our cabin, is also going to be showing back up. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, we'll be there. Sweet. Good Fuck to yeah.
2: hear. I'm hoping to. I'm. I'm currently building that. I did finally start into the whole cheapster project. So hoping that thing will be i'm I'm just it's working out really well so far but i don't want to put a date on anything because I burned me on the last time every time i set myself any deadlines i just blow right through those and then <laughs> <laughs> it did not work at all so so this time i'm just saying well maybe you know but i'll be there in something the the comanche's not going anywhere until that one's done so
3: no, that'll be sweet um Still tone with the eco or what is it, the eco line?
2: Um, yeah, the uh the Roachman I call it. That was uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that'll yeah, big, be great. The big coachman. That was uh that was something my wife and I have a travel trailer, but you can't take toys and a travel trailer. So and it's kind of a shame. Like our our travel trailer has only ever been used for like a week. So it's brand spanking new. But you just can't, you know, what do you do? I got too many toys. So and I thought it'd be easier for her than towing the camper. It'd be easier for her also to have a, a motorhome to drive. So she found that one and went and bought it with cash and it, it turned out to be a little low miles and good running machine and all that. But like that whole front bunk was black because I've always I've already completely cut that off and rebuilt it. <laughs> it was resided up there, like so. You know, it's been a big remodeling project that I didn't really want to get involved in. But
3: here you it, are.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it it's comfortable to get on the road. It tows good, so can't complain, you know.
3: And that's got what the uh, it's a four fifty with the V ten in it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Don't forget your <laughs> gas money
2: yeah well honestly so you know i've got a my work truck is a yeah you know, i got a 2020 chevy silverado three-quarter ton real nice truck comfortable truck and all that stuff has the six six gas that thing it'll snatch stuff down the road no problem honestly it, it really works great for that stuff but i get about 10 or maybe 11 miles to a gallon while towing a jeep the camper got like six and a half and i don't have to like Rent a spot to stay or anything else. I don't, you know, I mean, half of my crap's already in there. I don't, it's just really convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, on the way down the road, you're just like, oh, you know, I gotta use the bathroom. You just pull over and do that. You know, I don't have to run in somewhere or anything. So it's <laughs> like, I'm kind of sold on that. You know, like,
1: That reminds me of when I rented a camper to go down to Tennessee. And, like, I swear, anytime somebody used the bathroom while we were driving, and you could use, like, deduction to figure out who was using the bathroom while we were driving, since I was the one driving. But it always had a bad smell. Every time somebody opened that up, dude, it always, like, brought in a whiff. And I'm just like,
2: oh, God. Fuck. Fuck. That's terrible.
1: Uh, That brought back some good memories.
2: Because I thought that that was. Just I thought maybe we did something wrong because I was driving once and my buddy went in the back and used the bathroom and and it was the same thing like he was only back there for a second I mean he wasn't you know (laughs) one drop (laughs) and it was like just and the whole thing like the whole camper stunk like. Like, yeah, it, it right in.
1: <laughs> I want. I think it's because there it, it must be like a gap or something in that area, and when air is flowing past it, it just catches the wind, like catches all the fumes off of it. Because yeah. God, that was that was some rough, the rough few oh. seconds of the fumes getting passed around
2: and just like, oh, oh I'm gonna die. Oh, this oh, yeah. is it. <laughs> we had to open every window and all the vents for a minute and all that. Like, yeah. So maybe that's just something to maybe I am better to just pull over <laughs> <laughs> just, or just quickly
1: put it on cruise control. Like have your buddy reach over from the passenger seat and you swap, you run back. And then
2: <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we talked about it. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah, we learned right away not to put heavy things on the door of the refrigerator cuz I took a a right-hand turn and everything came flying out of the refrigerator. Funniest shit ever. Good times for sure.
2: Well, that's uh, uh, that's more good advice. I haven't been a haven't been a motorhome owner for very long, so <laughs> <laughs> these things are good tips,
1: you know? Oh, yeah, we put all the water bottles on the refrigerator door, so, like, everything. I'm talking leftovers, pizza that, like, Graham put in there from the night before. We yeah. put, like, wa- like, everything came flying out. And Now, she's not really good. She's, like, mo- my girlfriend gets motion sick, pretty decent. She, she's back there like she's riding a fucking surfboard, even though I'm going straight down the <laughs> highway. I'm like, what is happening back there? So, yeah, definitely keep- Definitely keep that in mind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff.
1: Definitely a fun adventure to think back on. (laughs) For sure. For sure.
2: Maybe I'll convince Oh, sorry, go ahead. we did like a couple years ago we went out to Montana and with you know another couple and it was, you know, just my wife and I and another couple in a extended cab pickup and we decided very quickly they were all too old for that shit so (laughs) that's kind of where all this you know deciding to get a motorhome and everything came along we were only towing two razors so it wasn't like anything big and heavy back there or anything it it just would have been a way better trip in a motorhome than a pickup Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's too
1: far (laughs) that is a good point um all right so what's kind of your plan with the uh the what do you call it the jeepster jeepster yeah Yeah. what's kind of your like end all plan like where do you want this thing to be at well this one
2: uh you know i'm like it's it's nice you know having a convertible is is cool and all that stuff i want to have a little more seating and all that you know i want to be able to like take my granddaughter for ice cream if i want you know hmm I'm not looking to drive this thing like across the country or something on its own. I just, they just want to be able to use it more around town and all that. Like I don't, I don't want to never use my shit until I take it to the woods. That's, it's just, you know, you feel like it's no fun. And you see, kind of cool to, yeah, yeah. It's like you just hate walking by it and never using it, and it's like, ah, man, I got to get out, you know. So, so there's that, and it's I got a lot of different. Kind of parts going in there, like not, not not crazy different. I mean, so I've got the LS and the Comanche, and that's awesome, but it's pretty much unnecessary. I come from that Suzuki background with putting gears and stuff and all that, and, and I don't need all the power. Every time that I start to get rowdy with it, I think to myself, oh shit, you're gonna you're just gonna break everything, dumbass. Let off, you know? So like <laughs> now, like I'm just trying to. This build is more like I'm trying to go back to a little lighter weight, but still be on good axles. So I got a, uh, I got a Chevy Colorado with the five-cylinder. It's a, you know all-aluminum inline five, makes 235 horsepower. So I got that, and I cut the Colorado off of the firewall and the floor. Okay. And then I took the Jeepster and cut the firewall and the floor out and put the two together. So now everything is really coming along nice like it's it's mating right back up, you know, like I've built a whole custom custom tube frame and everything and got the motor mounted. it's tucked right against the firewall just like it's supposed to be. Everything's gonna plug back in the ac's gonna work all that
1: <laughs> That's pretty cool. Are you gonna have like the aluminum uh like uh what call like the accordion style venting to go <laughs> run it everywhere to vent it in or is it still gonna have like the colorado dash that would be nice and simple
2: oh no no the the dash is actually the jeepster dash the colorado dash for it was in 2005 the colorado dash is stupid stupid simple it has like the heater controls and this particular one had like push button transfer case and all that so i'm not using any of that i'm going eco box to a chevy 205 this time um so there's really not much there's i have to mount like the light switch and the heater controls, and that's about it. There's there's just nothing up there, you know. So that's real simple. The uh, like the transmission and everything fits under the floor, perfect because it's already the floor that was above it, you know. So mm-hmm. so that's all. That's all coming along nice. I got two of the like 2005 Ford Sixties. Uh, I'm putting one of those in the rear. And the one for the front, I'm cutting the chunk out and relocating it to the passenger side. But, so it'll be four-wheel steer. The 40s and Dirty Lifes off of my Comanche will be on this one. So, just hydro assist. Got a JK box. Like, you know. That'd be fucking but, cool. Yeah, it's it's really like, it's, it's coming along pretty good. It's just, you know, I don't want to jinx myself, but things are working out pretty nice like these 05s they have that where the coil spring mounted on the top of the outer knuckle Mm -hmm. so you know you buy the mount for super cheap it's stupid simple to just put this mount up there totally out of the way of everything else and mount a coil over on there like so that's why it was all these things that i wanted to do that just kept me not doing things to the comanche not not spending money on the comanche really so yeah <laughs> yeah you know, being a fun rig and i mean i'll i'll enjoy it the whole time here you know till this next one's done but you know but it's not in the long run the comanche isn't what i want to have i want to have something a little more useful the rear steer isn't even something it's not like i've ever been I never been someone who felt like I really needed that but I'm building it with a 68 and I just don't want to drag it across every tree and rock. Like Yeah,
0: give you give you some more options to pull it away, right?
2: Pull it yeah, away I feel like I should I could still go do the hard stuff. It's got to get armored up and all that anyways, but but I could still go do the hard stuff. I'm making the the windshield removable so I don't tear that up and I feel like I could do whatever I want to do with it and not completely just turn it into a raisin you know there's just not a bunch of those out there to go get to fix it so exactly
3: at least it's kind of straight so that does make armoring it up a little easier
2: yeah it's uh like i figured whatever i do you know just flat panels obviously but then i can always support those from the inside or or maybe yeah exactly maybe punch through and put a, a tube up there, you know, to keep from folding in the top of the panels. I don't know. I'm undecided on that still.
3: But that's going to be a cool new project, especially when it comes out and uh, with the rear steer and everything. It would be super cool if you can get that thing on stickies at some point.
2: It would. That's, you know, down the road, one thing at a time. You know, this is my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, I mean, it's my midlife crisis mobile, so I'm spending more than, (laughs) way more than she wants me to, but whatever.
3: (laughs) Money literally grows on, uh, or it grows in the ground, technically, right? It's like park cotton.
2: Yeah. That's a, I, my wife was complaining a little, and I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just go make more. I, you know, whatever. I'm not afraid to work. So, (laughs) yeah. That's, that's, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Hopefully, it'll be you know this year that you see it. So,
3: are you gonna keep the red tint on the rims? Because that that's something that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is definitely that is definitely staying. That was actually a choice I made. That choice of red because I already know what color I want the other one to be. So uh, the the red rims were already to match the next one, and just turned out that it goes pretty good with the desert tan too. <laughs>
3: So, I got to ask now that that got brought up, how did you end up with like the, what is it, the uh, UCP type like camo on the Comanche? Was that just like a, hey, we're repainting it and going to make some stencils and go to town? Yeah,
2: pretty much. Yeah. I just was like, uh, I don't know. I wanted digital more so than I just wanted to try it. I figured if I didn't like it, I could just make it into like regular camo. So, just sat out in the garage and drank a bunch of beer, and then cut a bunch of squares out of the beer boxes and his friendship. Wait, <laughs> 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 oh, that by hand? Huh?
3: You did that by hand?
2: Oh yeah. What'd you, did you like, think? Like, you got a brain. wrap?
0: That's that's way too expensive for the, <laughs> yeah. the Comanche.
2: Right. I just i I painted the whole thing tan, and then I spent about twenty minutes doing the it. <laughs>
3: It came out cool. Thanks. Yeah, I totally thought that was a fucking rap. Wow, You're retarded. No,
1: <laughs> I I haven't seen it. I mean, I haven't seen pictures in a little bit, so I can't comment on it. But I probably would think it was a rap too, based off of how Richie sounds about it. <laughs> I feel like a normal camo, you can easily replicate. You know, you just cut a random blob out, then you just kind of make six of those, and you do different colors. Where a digital, I feel like that's, like, the amount of effort that I wouldn't put in. So I wouldn't expect others probably to do the same. And that's my only excuse on that.
2: Yeah, it was, like, I just I seriously took, like, one big, one big beer box and just cut some square stuff out and then the piece that came out of the middle i cut that into some smaller pieces so then i just take the big one and spray some shit and then take the little ones and throw them up on top of there and spray a different color and <laughs> you know i might have been a little bit drunk and it worked out so <laughs> doesn't always work that's
0: out that's when the artistic <laughs> vision really really comes out
2: is that right. like or really you know, does five so. or more beers Yeah, it's when you when you hit the point where you're just like fuck it i don't even care (laughs) it's like things either go good or they don't whatever yep
3: so we're uh starting to get a little close to the time limit you know we got a couple more minutes but um what you looking forward to other than the jeepster this year any good trips plan
2: uh you know we're still sorting that out i I turned fifty in May, so my wife keeps asking me what I want to do, but she's not really gonna go do any of the things I wanna do. So so I'm trying to like, you know, find somewhere to go do something fun with her. Like I wanna go hike or something and you know, just whatever. But I was actually thinking about going up to the northeast there. Uh there what's that? Mount Washington up there somewhere? Ooh, yeah, Mount Washington is yeah. cool. Yeah, so that's something I've been wanting to go hike, and oh boy, you know, that's, I'm not getting any younger.
1: Like <laughs> that's a that's a trek. Uh, I have a friend of mine who said he hiked it a few times, and every time he said that it was not easy. So I, I give you all the props in the world, man. Go after that because that'll definitely be an excursion.
2: Yeah, and that's like if you know if we just keep waiting, that's just not going to happen. I, you know, if I go there and I can only do half of it, well, that's that's whatever. At least we gave it a shot. I mean i don't know i i walk a lot for work my brother and i own a lawn service so i'm i'm out spraying lawns 10 miles a day dragging a hose around walking in fire boots so (laughs) it won't really be a problem to be in you know good shape for it depending on what time of year i go as long as i go like right now i'd die i'd just die there (laughs) not very far up (laughs) <laughs> winter
1: is your slow season i'm guessing for all the walking
2: <laughs> yeah and this year we haven't had any snow so we're not like we're, not, we're just building things we're just like in the shop not really getting any kind of movement in we're not plowing snow or anything so been kind of a real slow year <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you out of by the way pittsburgh pennsylvania
1: oh nice nice that's pretty cool. Yeah, we uh we have had zero snow as well. Like even up north, my uh my boss just went up north and he was like, yeah, even like northern Vermont has zero snow. Okay, that's pretty fucked up. If you ask me. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe global warming is kind of true. Who knows?
2: <laughs> yeah, they say you know we're at very least we're in one of those multi-year cycles of the downside. You know things. It. You know it'll probably just hammer us in march or something stupid
1: that's that's been my guess too i'm like oh just wait we're gonna have one crazy snowstorm and all my like co-workers like no no we're not no we're not I'm like yeah we will <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen everybody's gonna get their hopes you know up what in just... march <laughs> yeah end of yeah. march or something like it'll yeah. be ridiculous that's exactly what i've been saying too yeah
2: that's that's when we always get to like dumbass blizzards that come out of nowhere it's like yeah, you're... yep it everybody thinks kinda... you're really clear
0: but it's still like it's cold is guaranteed up until like the start of spring and, and the way we've been having these cold
1: fronts too, right? Like that one Cody, we had a few weeks oh, ago that yeah. was like
0: Terrible. negatives
1: and I had to work 24 hours that weekend. Great time. yeah. yeah that one. <laughs> we still had a pipe burst worst weekend ever.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: gotta love it. Good times. Absolutely. So, um, I got a quick question for you. What is, in your opinion, and stickies do not count. What is the best DOT tire and what is the worst DOT tire for off-roading? Oh man,
2: I don't know. That's uh, I. So far, I've had a lot of different ones, and I have those the Cooper STT Pros right now, and I really like them. They've been working very well. Um, worst. Man, I you know, it, it'd be easy to say, like, Irox or something, but uh, I had a set of those that worked real well. <laughs> 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 well I don't know. I,
3: that's
2: it's, a- hey, it's all good.
3: I'll just say that if uh, the sticky Irox end up coming in reasonably priced, I kind of want a set of those. <laughs>
1: Now, it's funny that you said that you liked the SCT Pros because I feel like those have been the most polarizing, where we've had people on both sides of the spectrum say they like them in the, or some that said that they hated them. So it's kind of cool to hear that you enjoyed them. Um, and <clears throat> do you feel that they actually had a soft sidewall or no?
2: Yeah, but not like... I mean, they're not like... I've put them through enough torture now that like they're not soft like they're not getting cut easy or anything like that but they are soft like they're they really conform well to the rocks and all that stuff my only complaint with them so far is one day it was it had rained prior i you know i don't know it had it was done raining long before i got to this spot and i was on grass and it just was like topsoil that kind of dirt they don't move in that. Like, it'll just, it'll throw shovels full of shit and not go anywhere. <laughs> <But it's, laughs> you know, and it's like, you're looking at them and they're like, what the hell? They're not even like clogged up and it's just throwing stuff everywhere. I don't know. That's hmm. at the, at the good evening ranch, the keyhole obstacle. I've tried to come up from the bottom like twice now. And I just can't even get up to it. Like, wow. The closest I've been, I, I, I was up in it part way. And because of the fact that I had so many problems with traction uh, just to get to the rocks, I ended up in there in a position I didn't really want to be in. And everything would have been fine, but I was trying not to destroy my fiberglass front fender. So I gave up and had to go out of there because I just, my Jeep would fit and the fenders should be able to go through there okay. But I got in a spot where that just really wasn't, you know, wasn't working out. So, <laughs> you know, the rocks with dirt on them, it did just fine. It's just the dirt before that getting to them that didn't want to oh. do.
1: Notice if it's not an SX or like a sticky trap, they all have issues with that kind of shit for
2: sure. Yeah. And I've had, I've had SXs in the past, you know, way. Before they were not sticky ones. This is the going way back, and they sucked. They were the worst thing I ever had. They, I'd spin on every damn thing, but I also could drive straight into like a big spike into the sidewall, and you know your whole vehicle stops. You're like, what the hell's that? And you look out the side. You, there's something poking into there. Then you back up, and there's no harm done. So <laughs> there's that. Like, <laughs> You know, you got to, they still had their pros. You know, you could just go bounce off everything in the woods with them.
1: Huh. Now, let's go a little
2: bit back. What do you think is the worst,
3: in your opinion? That's, that's,
2: ah, that's still got to be. Well, I, honestly, the pro comps are probably the worst. I've, really? Yes the pro-clompson without a doubt i've seen more of those get cut that's all it's not traction wise they were okay but they just cut easy so to me that's the worst for what tires cost you don't want to be replacing them because they just got sliced right open real easy
3: Mm -hmm. yeah that's i'll say it again uh those nittos keep trucking and fucking because they're just stupidly tough
2: yeah yeah, that's durability for the for the money that tires cost nowadays. I just feel like there should be some level of durability to go along with that. So, yeah,
1: agreed for sure. Um, well, alrighty. On that note, do you have anything to ask us before we start wrapping it up?
2: No, I don't think so. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm. I uh, I I have something. Is is Cody coming with a with a rig to the Labor Day weekend?
1: Are you talking about Trip? me?
0: Yeah,
1: you. Your name oh. is Cody, right? Well the way the way you said it sounded like you're I don't know, it sounded odd. Uh yeah, that's right. the plan. That's the plan. The plan is to get the shit box down there for sure. No Hell shit. Yeah. Well yeah. What do you think? I'm gonna walk. Well, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't Gee, be surprised got, if you were. I think I got fat from walking. Couldn't be <laughs> <serious. laughs> not
2: don't, don't plan on any night runs. We don't even do that. No, no yeah. not at all. You definitely
0: don't need to bring like three, four drive shafts either. It's, uh, I think yeah, is definitely enough.
3: Yeah. Um, all I'm going to say is, Jason, you're leading next year's night run because we got to get back to that damn spot where my Jeep stalled out. I have a vendetta against that place now. Nice. <laughs> I'm down. That was awesome. a good thing.
0: That was yeah. such a... Oh. That stupid trail. It's not hard, <laughs> and yet you couldn't get up it, and I rolled on it.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a mess! Yeah, that's the one that I broke everything. That's my my most carnage at. Good
3: evening was all. Oh, that's Rubicon. Trail. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think on that note, boys. Um. If you're going to cross the Rubicon, make sure that you got a couple spare axle shafts, drive shaft, and your driver mod is in check. And if you're going to go to clown college, you better know how to ride a unicycle.